0: Also, I don't think anyone is going into birth saying that they blindly trust it and that absolutely nothing could go wrong because my body was designed to do this and I'm only manifesting positivity. That's just plain ignorance and ignorance is not bliss when it comes to birth. In saying we trust birth, we are saying that we trust our bodies and are also trusting ourselves to prepare for and handle potential complications. Welcome to the podcast, where we get into the real and raw of pregnancy, birth, and postpartum. My name is Hannah Gill. I'm a via mom, doula, and birth educator, and I help women discover their options and harness their inner power to have the experiences they desire. I'm here to support you through the ebbs and flows of these transformative years, so we can have open and honest conversations about the hard, the messy, and the beautiful parts of motherhood. This is the Ebb and Flow Birth Show. welcome back to the ebb and flow birth show this is episode number six and this episode was actually not on my calendar for this week but i saw an instagram post the other day that sparked a lot of heated conversation and i felt a full episode was needed instead of just an instagram post or a reel with a stitch responding to the post The post I saw was from an OBGYN on Instagram that has quite a large following. Many of you probably have um, seen her account. I won't specifically call her out in this episode, but I do want to talk about her post. So you may be able to reference it in general. And I will also read the full caption from her post because I think it is relevant and necessary to the episode. But the post she shared with the graphic said, I don't trust birth. I respect it. In the caption, she said, and it's a long one, so bear with me. But um, she said in the caption, saying you trust birth is like saying you trust the ocean. Both are natural, powerful forces of nature. Both can enrich our lives, but can also claim them. While the ocean is natural, No one blindly trusts the ocean. We know not to wander too far away from the shore and we wear life jackets if we're on a boat. We never swim alone, regardless of our experience level, and we don't swim at night. This is because even though many of us have enjoyed the ocean without any problems for thousands of years, the ocean can be dangerous and so we must respect it and adapt accordingly. The second I say, however... That as an OBGYN, I don't blindly trust birth for very similar reasons. The natural birth community has a field day. Quote unquote, OBGYNs just want to make money, cascade of interventions. We've been doing this for thousands of years. These are the things that she's saying that the natural birth community says. And the caption continues, sure, we have been doing this for thousands of years and successfully, but with that success came other complications, including natural stillbirth, natural pregnancy loss, natural hemorrhage, natural fistula, natural intrapartum maternal demise, and so on. Quote, but the U.S. maternal mortality rate is high, so women are still dying despite your interventions. Something else she's saying the natural birth community is responding with. She continues, you're absolutely correct. The U.S. maternal mortality rate is high, but it's not as simple as Ricky Lake makes it out to be. It is a result of a number of mechanisms, including institutionalized racism, poor access to affordable medical care, increasing rates of chronic illness, terrible postpartum care and leave, maternity care deserts, and yes, of course, the huge number of unnecessary cesareans. More on this in another post, she says. Just like when we're in the ocean, the pendulum swinging to either extreme is dangerous. Calling the Coast Guard because you got some salt water up your nose and called it drowning is also a recipe for disaster. Taking everything I just mentioned into account, this is why I say birth needs to be respected. It shouldn't be over-medicalized and pathologized because moms and babies die that way. But we should also remember that we can't manifest and you got this mama ourselves to a safe pregnancy and delivery either. So that is the caption. And I first want to say that I didn't like the metaphor of comparing birth to the ocean. Yes, they're both natural, um, but I don't think you can compare a biological, physiological human body process to the ocean. (laughs) it's just not the same. The ocean is largely undiscovered and and unstudied, um, while the birth process really is not. Obviously, there are complications that could arise that we may not know about yet, but in general, birth is very well known as a process and it has been studied. And I think this caption was meant to be flowery and poetic and a pretty comparison and metaphor, but I really don't think it was a fitting comparison. I want to introduce here the idea that trust and respect in birth can coexist it's not one or the other i believe that trust in birth is having confidence in the body's innate ability and design to give birth in that respecting birth is acknowledging potential complications and challenges trust and respect of birth are not mutually exclusive Also, I don't think anyone is going into birth saying that they blindly trust it and that absolutely nothing could go wrong because my body was designed to do this and I'm only manifesting positivity. That's just plain ignorance and ignorance is not bliss when it comes to birth. In saying we trust birth, we are saying that we trust our bodies and are also trusting ourselves to prepare for and handle potential complications. I also think it's important to remember that at our essence, we are animals. Yes, more advanced, developed animals, but animals all the same. And I think people forget that. Complications and loss during birth are part of the natural life cycle in the animal world. Animals and their babies die every day during and immediately after birth. But people get very uncomfortable when injury or death are brought up. I know it's hard to acknowledge, but death is a part of life. And I'm not saying that we should just let women and babies die during birth. Not at all. Understandably, as conscious animals, we want to prevent injury and death at all costs. And we clearly have the medical advancements to do that when necessary. But it's not always necessary. And sometimes the interventions we introduce can cause some of these problems. So yes, in physiological birth, left completely untouched by intervention, women and babies can die. But they can also die in the medical setting with interventions that were made to save them. As we are still seeing, especially in the U.S. More on this in in just a minute. But now I do agree with this OBGYN's comments about extremes and the pendulum swinging to extremes. I'm a firm believer that neither extreme is good. Extremes are are not a good thing, in my opinion. I do not think the vast majority of things are black and white. There are a lot of gray nuances in life, everywhere in life. And I think it's important that we reject the rigid dichotomies such as Intervention versus no intervention. Physiological birth versus medicalized birth. And it's so important that we work together and find a middle ground. One that prioritizes individual choice and safety and well-being. And by this, I mean that each individual determines what is the safest choice for them, not what everyone else believes is safest. One big point here that is mentioned in this post that I do agree with is that there are external factors affecting this process. Our bodies are not in a physiological state. By this, I mean that there are external factors affecting the optimal functioning of our bodies, such as toxins in the products we use, in the air we breathe, the trash food we are eating, especially in the United States, increasing rates of chronic illness and obesity because of the trash food we are eating, lack of exercise, mental illness, and also the impact and side effects of unnecessary medical interventions and the impact that those have on our bodies. And if our bodies are not in an optimal state, it is understandable why they would react poorly to medical intervention. But regardless of these factors, these external factors that are affecting our bodies, I still trust birth and I respect it. I trust that with its design, The human female body was biologically and physiologically made to grow, birth, and feed a baby. I trust my body to wake up every day, my lungs to breathe, my heart to beat. I'm not going to go live in a hospital or intervene just in case something goes wrong with my body. That is just living in a state of anxiety and fear over things that I can't control. But I also know that not every body is going to operate the same as the blueprint it was created from. Things go wrong and tragic things happen, even without warning. My lungs could stop inhaling oxygen. My heart could stop beating. The message I want you to take away from this episode is that you can have trust in your body to do what it was designed to do, while also understanding and preparing for the possibility that things can go wrong. Our bodies are not perfect well-oiled machines, which can also have malfunctions. It comes back to what I have mentioned in previous episodes and on my Instagram page, but we have to understand our choices and options, the risks and benefits of our choices, and how to navigate the good and the bad outcomes. Don't let me or this OBGYN or anyone else determine your feelings and perceptions about birth. The only person that can decide that is you. This is one thing I I do love about social media is you can post things that are extremely controversial and there are going to be thousands of people agreeing with you and thousands of people disagreeing with you. We don't all have the same belief systems. We don't all have the same background and life experiences. It's okay to have differing opinions on things and different beliefs especially on something like birth, we're drastically all going to be different in what we believe and what we think. So the point is that these do spark important conversations. And no matter if you agree or not, these are conversations that we need to be having in order to improve outcomes for women and babies in birth. That wraps up another episode I really enjoyed this one and I hope you have some good takeaways and points of discussion. If you loved it, please share on social media or leave a rating or review because that is the easiest way for you to support me in the show. Thank you for getting in the flow with me today and I'll talk to you next week. You just finished another episode of the Ebb and Flow Birth Show. For more, head over to ebbandflowbirthco.com or on Instagram at Evan Flow Birth Co. As a reminder, this podcast is provided to you for educational and entertainment purposes only. It is not a substitute for medical advice. Until next time, bye friends.